You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one. Welcome all. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, 7 p.m. Central Time on the dot. That means we are live here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. You can watch us live. You can catch the rewatch if you're lazy. You can also listen to the podcast if you are on the go so you can see and hear all of our wonderful panelists you can see and hear and read all of these people all throughout the blog and the boys universe the mcu thinks it has a big universe ha check again we are blogging the boys i am rjo choa going in clockwise order there are shout out monica geller seven of us here this evening tony catalina you're normally like straight in the middle you're a little bit off a little bit on the the western side of the prime meridian so to speak um how are you feeling tonight tony i feel good man i'm excited for the holiday and i'm ready to talk some football that's great. I took all of our names off of the screen because it really was doing nothing because um, the font is so large. I don't know how to adjust that. I don't think that you can. Uh, Brandon Laurie, um, so your name is not on the screen. That's my bad. Uh, your name is on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Earlier today on Tuesday, the newest episode of the Writer's Block uh, came out. You do such a great job um, keeping that fresh and fun with all sorts of pop culture references. Um, how is your evening going? Uh, so far, so good. I started the the fast for the feast, getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I'm right I'm, I'm repping the the Thanksgiving flannel. Right, yeah, that's um, that's smart. You got to just purge right now and then um, sort of consume um, as we go along. Kevin right. says on uh, on our feed, a lot of people to take points from. There will be a winner tonight. Tony Catalina is our reigning BTB roundtable champion. So we'll see if anybody comes for his crown. This is the first time he's wearing a backwards hat. So he is a youthful Tony Romo here this evening. Uh, Brandon Clements, we have Brandon's back to back. You are not wearing a Tony Romo jersey. Is that a Zeke Elliott or Julius Jones? Get up. No, it's uh, Demarcus Ware, the uh, semifinals for the Hall of Fame. I got to throw it out today. That is very well done. An early five-point start to Brandon Clements for paying homage uh, to somebody uh, that should be in the Hall of Fame, a friend of Blog and the Boy. Speaking of homage, I'm wearing an homage uh, hoodie. Uh, it's pronounced differently, but whatever. Uh, Danny Phantom, um, you're the only person around here who thought that Demarcus Ware shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame last year. So how do you feel about that one year later? Uh, that is absolutely not true. So. <laughs> Okay, is that, that all you have to say about that? That, you, that? That's how I feel about that. Well, I have no evidence that you felt that way. So um, I've decided that, that is the case in my mind. David Howman, you are here representing one Rain Dakota Prescott. Uh, do you agree the best quarterback in the NFC East and the NFC as a whole? Yeah, there's really no argument otherwise. Okay. Uh, Johnny Boy RN says, I think we should give a Thanksgiving award for tonight. Who's up for a turkey leg? Probably not Jess Navarro's because she told us right before we started that she had some sushi for dinner. So Jess, do you eat a whole leg of turkey or do you just kind of get little pieces and then kind of pork and knife it up? Oh man, I, I definitely will not eat a whole leg. I will be honest. Um, that's kind of weird to me to just when you think about it, mm. you're eating something's leg. That's so weird. I don't know. I have a thing with meat. I will eat meat, but it just takes me a second to really uh to really just digest that. But uh hey, hey, it's all good. It's all fresh. I'm ready to go home and have some legitimate, legitimate homemade food. I'm so excited. 
Um, Donnie King says that a smoked turkey leg sounds great. Thanks. Uh, and John Wick makes me sweaty. Um, in case anybody's curious, um, says a turkey leg sounds better than cheesecake. I have pledged, in case anybody is unaware, uh, that if the Dallas Cowboys sign Odell Beckham Jr. on the following BTB roundtable, I will eat an entire cheesecake um, as as we converse, as we chat. So um, we'll see uh, what what happens, um, you know, in that capacity. I believe Lou three sixty five says uh, Jess minus five for turkey leg slander, and Kevin offers a negative five points uh, because John Madden would be disappointed. Uh, really, you know, know your audience, Jess. Um, this was not the crowd to, to kind of smite turkey legs yeah. in front of. It's okay. Uh, the the comeback is greater than the setback. I truly believe that. It's all right. Uh, Danny, who do you think is going to win tonight's BTB Roundtable? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I like seeing some fresh blood here. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brandon. There are two of them, so you know. Yes, you I'm gonna go with that would be helpful. Hey, the odds, the odds. Favor, right? I'm an odds guy. All right, uh, that's well done. That's well said. Brandon Laurie, we'll start with you. You haven't been here in a minute. Um, I asked Danny who was going to win uh, tonight's roundtable. I have a different question for you before we get into our Thanksgiving-related discussion tonight. Brandon, who is going to win the NFC East? I did record a new episode of the NFC East mixtape with a different Brandon, actually, Brandon Gowden. So that'll be out on Wednesday here on the podcast network and YouTube channel. I uh, you know, I know it's going to shock you, Brandon, but that Brandon thinks it's going to be the Eagles. I think it's going to be the Cowboys. What do you say? Yeah, I got to go with the Cowboys on that one. I think that you know the, the Christmas Eve matchup has always been something that fans have been looking forward to since when they played in Philadelphia. And I think we've all had that circled on our calendar as what will play out for the rest of the season. And I think it's kind of lining up that way. So, I, of course, I got to go with the Cowboys on that one. Tony, uh, Donnie answered in terms of who would win the roundtable. Go with the obvious goat, Tony. I don't know if that's like goat, like greatest of all time, or like, you know, like the goat. You know what I mean? Like the goat of the group. Um, who do you think is going to win it, Tony? In order for the Cowboys to win it, the Eagles have to slip up at some point beyond the game that Dallas is going to play against them, as Brandon just noted. Do you think that that is possible? Likely, where do you fall on the spectrum? I don't know if it's likely, but I think it's certainly possible. Uh, not, uh, negative five, Tony. This is the night. This is this is holidays. Nothing counts here. You go, you're back in your hometown. You go out, you see people you went to high school with. Like all rules are out the window this week. You cannot come here and be like, oh, I don't know. No, we need to commit, Tony, one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's honestly, it's not likely. It's not likely, but it, wow. it, 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 it is wow. possible. I mean, that's really the only answer I can have there. It's, um, but yeah, the, the Eagles are, you know, for a lack of a better term, they're cut. You know, they're showing some true colors that they, they, they've on, been on the edge of losing more games than they probably should have at this point. Um, the Cowboys absolutely have a chance to do this. And um, I think the Eagles are going to drop one in the next couple of weeks. And, and that Christmas Eve matchup is going to set up for some uh, some great drama for the Cowboys. I don't know. That was both sides of the mouth. I can already tell you're not going to win tonight's roundtable, Tony. Speaking of showing your true colors, you Shocking. are wearing kind of, you're wearing a, a shade of green. So no wonder that you are uh, out here defending Ooh. the uh, the Eagles of Philadelphia. How dare you? David Hellman. Um, you had a fiery tweet this afternoon about uh, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, the clip of him defending Frank Reich uh, went viral on Tuesday afternoon after everybody saw him yelling at the crowd in Indianapolis. Um, you have made your feelings on Nick and the uh, highlighter or pen that he wears on his visor. Well known. Um, who is going to win the NFC? Do you agree with Brandon Laurie? Um, Brandon Laurie, you are here less often, so we will call you Brandon too. Uh, you know, Brandon Clements has just seniority in that sense. You're Brandon too, Clements. You are one. Um, and so, Halman, do you agree with Brandon too or Tony Catalina? You know, with, with how crazy this season has been, it almost wouldn't surprise me if the Commanders ended up winning this division. What? On just Earth. coming out of nowhere. However, I'm not going with that prediction. I, I do think the Cowboys will win the NFC East. Um, but this division has been, you know, so much better than anybody expected. So 
I'm, I'm ready for absolute chaos, but I think just looking at the schedule, you know, the Cowboys, they still have all four of the AFC South teams to play. They get that matchup uh, with the Eagles later on in the season. Um, I think the schedule favors them. They're going to win the, win the division. So that's two votes for the Cowboys. Tony Kalina's vote went to the bad boys, uh, the bad guys. Kevin Sheary says, minus five Howman just for saying it. Uh, talking about the commanders, I do think it's very possible. This is something that Brandon Gowton and I discussed, that Washington could leapfrog New York for another wild card spot in the NFC, uh, just especially based on the fact that New York is dealing with all sorts of injuries. Uh, Jess, Ron the Don has joined us and said that he is late because the misses had him doing dishes. Uh, so five points to him for uh, you know cleanliness around the house. Uh, who do you think is going to win the division? Do you side with, I guess, Howman and Brandon, too, uh, your co-host on the writer's block, or Tony Catalina and his incorrect opinion? Um, Look, it's not a complicated answer. I don't know why y'all are making it so complicated. The Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Who made it complicated? Clearly. We all literally just declared Clearly. answers. No, no, Tony didn't. Tony was there well, running the circles. No, absolutely not. No, look. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys game is going to be incredible. We already knew that was going to be an incredible matchup come December. But really, I think the Cowboys are just getting their steam going. And what we've seen from the Eagles is is best. That's their best. That's the best they're going to get. So I think now moving forward, you're about to see the groundwork that was laid with the Vikings game. And you're going to see even more and more of this Cowboys buildup. So obviously the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Jess, uh, AJ gave you five points and added that it was a simple, perfect answer, articulated well. Uh, Ron the Don also gave you five. Uh, and it, you, Brandon, right? Um, you know, Brandon, your Twitter handle is so confusing. What Brandon is right it makes it's a difficult thing for me to type every time. It uh, is, it but is. you know, it's uh, it's wonderful nonetheless. Tony, it's kind of a tough moment for you in the audience. Um, so um, I'll be all right. Tough scene. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Danny, something that I'm planning on talking about on the SB Nation NFL show um, that we're actually going to record tomorrow, but that will come out Friday. What is the precedent for this Eagles team that has started to regress? And a lot of people have compared them to the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think that that's entirely fair. But if we look at the undefeated teams in recent seasons and, and when they did start to kind of falter and flounder a little bit, they never regained that that true infallible form. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals of last year, after they lost, yeah, they won games, but but they, they did struggle. They did beat the Cowboys, to be fair. Those Steelers, you know, that Steeler team, they struggled and they really couldn't get it done and they got blown out in the playoffs. So what is the precedent in your mind for the last undefeated team falling and then picking themselves back up and picking up right along? Well, first off, I'm glad you didn't ask me for my answer. Well, uh, it's implied that you would have to give the answer. Danny, but so. um, I think so for me to... I think the Eagles have, I think actually this just goes for every team, but the play of the quarterback just means everything. To, and I think that if you look at Philadelphia, I've always, I've said quite a bit that they're a good football team. And I think that a lot of Cowboy fans don't want to give them enough credit for, for the, how good they are, but the wild card factor is the quarterback. And what I'm loving from what I'm seeing is that we do, we're just coming off one of the best games of, of Prescott's career, you know, he just, just tore it up, um, you know, against Minnesota. And then we're, st we're still seeing that Jalen Hurts is, is just not there. So, I mean, to only get that many points against the Colts, I think that, I think these last couple of weeks were some squandered opportunities. So my answer would be, I would be agreeing with you guys if, um, if things were a little bit different, but they, they weren't. So you're looking at a two game hole, Right now, so I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, so that's why I am not agreeing with anybody, um, except Tony. Well, yeah, I, Tony's the closest <laughs> one that I agreed to, so it's it, it, it's pretty tough. I mean, I mean, we want to say Dallas, but I think 
right now you just got to give the edge to the team that leads the division by two games. Tony, that's a tough scene that Dan literally shares your answer, but won't like side with you um, in doing so. So uh, my life, <laughs> I really tried, Tony. That's the best uh, I could do. Vance's comment is green, like Tony's hoodie. I uh, think over the super chat. Vance says Jess had to get her Avril Lavigne on by asking, "Why do you have to go and make things so complicated?" Brandon Clements, number one, um, who do you think is going to win this division? And number two, what is your favorite Avril Lavigne song? Skater boy. I guess that's very well done. Answer. That could have been tough. A lot of people wouldn't have handled that that well, Brandon. So great job. Uh, although you answered out of order. The first question was, who Sorry, oh, my bad, my bad. Just to take a page out of uh, the, one of my favorite movies, Step Brothers. The answer is, yup. The Cowboys are going to win the uh, NFC East uh, this year. Uh, seven games left, two game, two game lead for the Eagles. One of those games will be played against the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I'm not, I'm, I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles are a quality football team. They wouldn't have this record if they weren't, but Dallas is going to, they're going to come back. I mean, look at what they just did uh, against the Vikings this past week. An eight and one team with, I think, uh, I think the, uh, and uh, what was it? The Dallas Cowboys PR came out and said that the, uh, the Cowboys victory, the 40 to three victory was the largest road victory in franchise history. I think that's what that was, which is pretty darn impressive because it wasn't a one and eight Vikings team. It was an eight and one uh, Vikings team. So the Cowboys are on, if the Cowboys can keep rolling, we just can't have any more of these green Bay Packer type games, but the momentum could keep rolling. I don't see why the Cowboys, you know, they can't they can't uh, win this division. It's going to be a good one. I think it's going to come down to that that final game against the Eagles uh, towards the end of the year. Mm, very exciting. We're all looking forward, um, certainly to Christmas Eve. Um, I are you guys people who open your presents on Christmas Eve, or do you wait till Christmas Day? Christmas Day. I actually, uh, before we keep going, I um, I tweeted this earlier and did a TikTok and Instagram reel about it. Um, does anybody, Jess, I know you've been to a lot of Cowboys Thanksgiving games. I've been to a few myself. Jess, if you're watching it on TV, do you eat your Thanksgiving meal before or after the game? Because a lot of people said during, and I think that's some like psychopath behavior. Yeah, no, you have to focus on your Thanksgiving meal. So we right. are a family that plans our meal before the game. We watch the game and then maybe a little bit more afterwards, right. but the dessert comes after. So. How many? Before or after? Um, you know, my, my family, when I was growing up was always a during because none of them cared at all about football. Now that I have become an adult moved out on my own, it's firmly after I prioritize that game. Mm. See, the only thing about after is you got to like juggle the cooking things while the game is happening. But you know, you're somebody with a large mental prowess. You can certainly handle it. Tony, you responded to me on Twitter and you said something like before, during and after, but you had like a sequence of events. Like obviously you would do, you do dessert like later during the night game. Yeah, so like the main course is like an hour and a half before kickoff. Make sure that's like squared away, put away. Um, and then during the game, it's nothing. It's just panic. And then um, af after the game, it's the second plate and dessert. So there is no consumption of anything during the Cowboys game. Uh, Brand panic. What well, Tony oh, is Tony is the resident chicken the little of the, of the group. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hasn't been good. <laughs> um, the Cowboys are three and seven of the last ten Thanksgivings. They have lost three in a row. Thank you, Tony, for bringing the mood down. Brandon, Laurie, uh, do you eat your Thanksgiving meal before or after the Cowboys play? Uh, definitely before. I have to because otherwise, I'm just going to be looking at my food if it's a loss and not want to uh, right. eat, eat the Thanksgiving dinner. So I have to enjoy it before, digest, and then the anxiety can come later. Clements, uh, I. I eat during. I'm, that's just that's just me. What a, I, hey, I'm just gonna say my my mom does a hack of a job. She doesn't let anybody touch any food. She makes everything, so it, it makes my life pretty darn easy. So all I have to do is pull the tray table out in front of the TV, and nobody bothers me. They let me just focus on the game because they just know how it rolls. So I give my parents a lot of credit because I don't have to do a thing. I just gotta eat, 
I mean, this year it's a little different with little ones, but I'll still be able to watch the game. My wife, my wife is pretty cool like that. So, see, the only reason the Detroit Lions exist, Clemens, is for us to eat during their game. That's really all <laughs> that they exist for in life. Um, as far I as want to add one thing, RJ. It was tough when the Cowboys uh, had that debacle against the uh, Buffalo Bills, being an upstate New Yorker. That was uh, and living, you know, with a family full of Buffalo Bills fans. That mm-hmm. was tough, and I, I'm glad I ate my meal quickly. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, um, Cole Beasley's revenge. Um, you know, his whole take about like Josh Allen being a great athlete and the Bills having facilities that aged really well. A lot of Cole Beasley things did not, but that did. Uh, Danny Phantom, we're not going to ask you the same question because you like to buck the trend. So we're going to start this train with you, Dan, who is not getting enough credit for the Minnesota win. We have sat here and heaped praises and thrown flowers and sang songs about Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, on and on and on and on. I want a name that is obscure. I want a name that is going to make me go, and the more that a name makes me do that, the more points somebody's going to get. Danny, you have the first shot. Yeah, well, this is a great question for me because I actually just tweeted something about this an hour, less than an hour ago. At and Danny Phantom 24, do the plug thing. thing yeah, at Danny Phantom 24. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's where you get all the great takes. So make sure to go check it out. Um, um no, it's Kellen Moore. I think that this is this was a fantastic game for him. And and nobody is saying anything at all. It's uh, it's crazy how people still think this guy is not very good. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't want to blame Dak Prescott and we want to just look for somebody else to blame. And so we just, Kellen Moore is the guy that ends up getting, getting that blame. And I mean, you look at that, look at that offense and what they did. I mean, they, they could have actually just tore Minnesota up for 60 if they would have kept going through four, four full quarters. So I think, I think his, the play calling was fantastic. You, you see what happens when players execute and uh, to, to be fair, the, the execution was just off the charts. Prescott had a fantastic game. We know that. But, I mean, where's the love for, for Kellen Moore? So uh, nobody's nobody's really given any. And I want to make sure to give him some because I think that we have two good coordinators, not just one. And, and um, definitely this is a fantastic game for the Cowboys' young OC. AJ says, plus five points to you, Danny. Kellen Moore did a good job, and I love the running back wheel route to kill the game. Uh, fun twist on this question, fun for me and not for anybody else, is whoever goes last gets to pick the next person up, and you cannot copy one another. So again, has to be an under-the-radar person, and you cannot take anybody who has already been answered. So Danny, a little bit of strategy going on here, because uh, the roundtable crown is up for grabs tonight. Who is up next? I'm going to go with Lori. Okay, Brandon. Oh, hey, this is perfect. Uh, if you listen to the Writer's Block podcast, you know this person is my number 10 guy, and that's CeeDee Lamb, and not because of the fact that he had that uh, miraculous catch on the sideline, but I look at how the whole week he was scrutinized for not being reliable. Mm. There's miscommunication happening between him and Dak. He caught all five of his passes on Sunday, and it wasn't blowing up the stat sheet, but when you look at building that chemistry, building that rapport, reports of things moving forward a little bit with OBJ. It's like this. there's this still discussion of uh, Amari Cooper's blown up in the one o'clock hour, you know, for the games. It's like, is CeeDee Lamb the guy? And just to show that he was reliable in that moment, I think just made Dak feel a little bit more confident in him and also more confident in the offense. Well done. Who's up next? Uh, I got to go with Jess. Okay, good. I was getting worried there. <laughs> okay, um, very similar to that note, though. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup, and that's only because I think this was the perfect game to really show that Michael Gallup is back, and he is back in full force. And I think since he returned from injury, you've seen slow amounts and, and small amounts of what he's capable of doing, and especially when Dak is not in his head and he's playing like he played against the Vikings, you see the best of all of your wide receivers. But I was waiting for that breakout game for Michael Gallup, and I think this was just the game to do it. 
absolutely incredible performance by Michael Gallup. So I'm going with MG13 with that. Mm, yeah, I'm with you. The numbers weren't there, but it just did kind of feel a little bit closer to normal Michael Gallup. It's a yeah. good call. Yeah. Okay. Who's next, Jess? Oh, man. Let's see. I'm going to go with Tony because I was being mean to him earlier. Mm, Tony, you have some redemption to make up for. So well, listen, I, I want to give Jess credit because that was my pick. I was going to say Michael Gallup, but um, I'm going to go with her best friend and say Brett Maher. I think uh, Brett Maher, uh, my man, I don't like I don't think we could say enough. Tony, he's things probably going to win NFC special teams player of the week tomorrow. We're talking about under the radar people that aren't getting talked about enough. When you go fourth, what do you want me to do, brother? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's see what Halman and, and Brandon are able to do. But okay. go on, nonetheless. Give, give so, Brett his flowers. I'm going to continue. Just interrupt. Dustin says that Brett Maher should be the NFL's comeback player of the year and most improved player of the year. You can certainly argue that he deserves that for the Cowboys specifically. I agree. I mean, he was the third kicker in this training camp. Like, he was an afterthought. He was somebody that got brought in because it was just that poor. And the, my man hasn't missed a kick in seven weeks. Um, you know, for him to hit that 60-yarder first off, get iced by the referees, the whole situation being a debacle, and then step up and drill it even better the second time. It's like that kid is so locked in. I shouldn't say kid. He's older than me, I'm sure. But Brett Maher is so locked in. And, like, everything he's done, like, we went from really being worried about this kicking game to, like, a full-on weapon. I mean, my man kicks the kickoffs through the uprights. I mean, through the kickoffs. I mean, he's in the back of the end zone. People are barely returning kickoffs on him unless it's, you know, scheduled by, you know, John, John Bones Fossil. Like, I can't say enough good things about Brad Maher. He has really solidified a special teams unit that we were kind of shaky and worried about uh, coming into the season. Okay, well done. David Hellman or Brandon Clements, who's going to be next? Remember, strategy here, Tony. I'm going to go... Let me give me give me Hammond. All right. Well, I'm dipping way under the radar, opposite of Tony for this one. I'm going <laughs> with uh, senior defensive assistant George Edwards. Okay. And I think just in general, George Edwards does not get enough credit for what he does for this Cowboys team, but especially against the Vikings. Keep in mind, he was the defensive coordinator in Minnesota for seven years. So while we talked about last week, like revenge game for Mike McCarthy, this was a revenge game for George Edwards. And he also knows these players. You see on that sideline where he's talking, he's chirping at Dalvin Cook, gets the penalty on Cook. He knew exactly what to say. Mike McCarthy will never tell us what exactly was said, but he knew what to do. He also is the, the point person for Dan Quinn. He's the guy on the field that the, all the calls get relayed down to. So he's kind of that go-between between Dan Quinn and this Cowboys defense. So he really deserves a whole lot of credit for just maintaining the communication with these players. And we know that he's been doing a lot of work with these linebackers. You know, they're struggling with Anthony Barr being hurt. Uh, Micah Parsons is mostly playing on the edge. Um, Damone Clark is coming back and he's, you know, he's only a few games in and he's playing a lot of snaps. He's playing great. Leighton Van Der Esch is having a great, great season, making me eat my words from before the season. Um, so he's got his position group playing great. Um, he's just adding a whole bunch to this defense, which is really strong. And I think he deserves more credit. That is very well done. That is very under the radar. Again, everybody pay attention to the rules, please. Uh, Brandon Diesel 80 has offered you five points for dressing like a champion. I'm admittedly assuming that that's you, Brandon Clements. No offense, you know, Brandon, Laura, you look sharp, but you know, as far as, you know, the parameters of what we're discussing here, uh, the Dallas Cowboys and whatnot, I, I assume this is related to Brandon Clements. So five points to you, Brandon. Um, you know, everybody thinks you're the heavyweight you know, winner here, I think, Brandon, because they didn't want to pick you. They wanted to make this tough for you. So who is your under-the-radar person who's not getting talked about enough after the Vikings win? That's fine. I, I, honestly, I was torn between a couple players, but honestly, I got to go with Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, he's having a hell of a year. He's a, he's a seven sacks, career high this year. He had two sacks this past game. He's just a, he's just a force. 
And I, I mean, everyone's talking obviously about Mike, uh, DeMar, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, he's kind of, I mean, yes, he's getting a little bit of uh, love from some of the keen fans and keen followers of the football of the NFL, but overall, uh, Doris Armstrong, he's just having a heck of a season. I mean, what a bargain. I mean, the whole Randy Gregory situation with the whole contract that, you know, Dorrance kind of fell in our laps and he's got seven sacks on the year two two this past week. I mean, he's, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think he's going to, he's going to make a lot of money if he keeps playing the way he is. I think, I know he's got another year in his contract, but he's due for, he's due for a big payday. If he, if he's, uh, if he keeps playing this way, he's, I mean, pass, good pass rushes are hard to find. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Cowboys will lock him in because lock him up for a little bit longer. Cause he's a, he's a hell of a player. Very solid answer. And a little bit of just a PSA in my mind, at least for all Cowboys fans, you do not have to like tag Randy Gregory and make fun of him while praising the Cowboys defense and like take some sort of victory lap for him leaving. You can wish him health, wealth and happiness and understand that things went one way. He didn't return to the Cowboys. It is what it is. You do not have to be petty like that. That is not cool, regardless of what circumstances a player leaves this team. Uh, under Kevin um, offers uh, five points uh, to you, Brandon, because Armstrong special teams plays have been more special than his play on defense. I don't know if I agree with that, uh, but they are definitely very special. Danny, you were waving that off. Are you? Are you? I, I don't want to misinterpret. Are you saying it's cool to trash Randy Gregory? Yeah, I'm. You know, no, but you know, I'm not gonna. T- I mean, RJ and RJ telling people not to be petty. I mean, come on. I don't I look. I'm that- not like tagging people in my pettiness. Like, there's there's a level of like sub pettiness that I think is fine. Now, you know, I think that first off, tagging, no, you should never even tag. But I'm just saying, if you mentioned, if you want to remind people and draw comparisons to how we're not missing Randy Gregory, I don't have any issue with that. And those those are fun thing messages to send. So, uh, yeah, don't be um, raining on our let us have our fun. Uh, Justin has um, offered you a common Danny Phantom L. So, um, you know, you are embracing the villain role. You have taken that from Tony Catalina here this evening. All right. uh, Let's shift the vibe back up uh, to positivity. Tony took us down this uh, this negative rabbit hole. Um, I asked each of you to come with a Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving thing. Um, That can be as wide ranging as you want it to be. And in fact, I know you already all offered answers in the Slack channel. But again, I'm going to say right now, you can make it food. You can make it decorations. You can make it uh, the temperature outside. It can be anything as long as you can tie it back to the Dallas Cowboys. It can be what you're thankful for, what you're not thankful for. If it's Randy Gregory, if you're Danny Phantom, it can be anything under the Thanksgiving turkey gobbler sun, whatever you want. David Howman, you get to decide who goes first, and you have to tell us why you are choosing that person. I'm going to go with Brandon Clemens because he went last last nice. time. He's, he's the big threat, so we got to get him to go first. One point for Howman and five points for Brandon Clemens. Well done. I love the symmetry here. Tony, Danny, you could learn a thing or two from these guys, but go ahead, Brandon. Thanks, thanks, Howman. Uh, so I was thinking about it, and of course I had to relate it to food because we're all going to be in food comas on, on Thursday, so I have to put food in here. So the, where, where I'm going is for Thanksgiving, who doesn't love a good uh, good uh, a portion of mashed potatoes with gravy? So follow along here. You don't like it? Come on, Jeff. You don't like mashed potatoes and gravy? I just wanted so, to give you a hard time. That is okay. Really I was, was going to say, I don't know anybody who doesn't like mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm just I'm saying. trying to throw off your game a little bit. You're the okay. biggest threat, you know? It's it's working. Brandon yeah, no, is leading in job, points, Jeff. just so we're all aware here. Um, and David Howman is in second place, just so we're all clear. So you guys right. know, know what's at stake. But go ahead, Brandon. All right. So back to what I was saying. So mashed potatoes and gravy. So how I look at Ezekiel Elliott and for a food group, I'm saying, I'm saying mashed potatoes. 
And what complements a great plate of mashed potatoes than gravy? And I have Tony Pollard as my gravy. So mashed potatoes and gravy, it's a, it's a great combination, just like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Who is who and why? Uh, Zeke Elliott, it's the he's the mashed potatoes. Uh, he, I mean, he's the he's the he's the technically. I mean, the, the Cowboys have said he's not. You know, there's you know Tony Powers looked at as the starter, but but I call I call Zeke the star because the mashed potatoes are kind of the star of that. And then you, you got to have a good compliment with the gravy, and, and Tony Powers just a great compliment to it. It's just a perfect match made in heaven. You had an obvious joke right there, Brandon. When you were like leaning on star, you could have said because it's a starch right there. It was right oh, there for starch, the taking. Yeah. It, was, it was all there for you. You landed the plane, a little bit of a bump at the very end, but you know <laughs> that you still got the round of applause from, from the crowd in the cabin. So uh, well done. Um, all right, uh, Tony Catalina, what is your Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving thing? Mashed potatoes off the board and gravy too, I guess. Um, so, um, and Brandon Laurie, you did ask if you could repeat foods. Um, you can. Um, but at the risk of potentially costing yourself some points for lack of creativity, just so everyone is aware, Tony, Dan, you have a question. I, uh, I hope this is important. Uh, probably not. Uh, shouldn't Brandon be picking who's next RJ? If you want it to be that way, you know, I, I was going to, you know, be diplomatic and pick myself based off of my own personal, you know, formula. But if you want it to be this way, you, it totally can be. So Brandon Clements, Tony is no longer next. Who do you want to be next? You know what? Let's, uh. Let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it back to Hamas since he kicked it to me in the first place. Sorry, Tony. That Tony, don't I get you accuse me all the time of trying to you know force <laughs> you to lose this thing. I was trying to help you out right here, but but Danny's the one who who pulled the rug out from under you. David Hamas, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, Brandon. It's nice to have that reciprocated. Um, I'm going with Dak Prescott as pumpkin pie this year, and I'll, I'll just mm. start with the fact that pumpkin pie is the best kind of pie out there. I know a lot of people will have their own different opinions, you know, and just like with quarterbacks, you know, you've got your Patrick Mahomes, you've got your Josh Allen of pies or what have you. But the people that really know and and are really sharp, they know Dak Prescott, when he comes into the game, just like pumpkin pie at the end of the Thanksgiving dinner, that's when the game changes. And when you're going, when you're sitting down at the table for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you're going to get some really good food, turkey, you're going to have your sides. But what you're really looking forward to is at the end where you get that pumpkin pie. And, you know, you can have a Thanksgiving dinner without the pumpkin pie and you'll do fine, just like the Cowboys did fine with that Cooper Rush at quarterback instead of Dak Prescott. You know, you can go four and one. You can eke out some wins over bad teams like, you know, the Giants, maybe the 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 Rams coming off a bad, bad year. You can do that and you can be fine and it's OK. But when you get pumpkin pie in there, when you get Dak Prescott back in the lineup, then you're you're dropping 40 burgers, not just on the Bears. You're doing it on the Vikings. You're about to do it to the Giants on Thanksgiving. It just completely changes the game. It ups the level so much more because that's what pumpkin pie does. That's what Dak Prescott does. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, so Tony, I know that you share the sentiment that I do that the pecan pie is, is the superior pie. Um, if anybody follows David Hellman on Instagram, they know that he is pumpkin obsessed. Uh, this man is eating pumpkin pancakes. He's drinking pumpkin lattes. Um, he's, he's doing all sorts of pumpkin related things. And that's really my problem with pumpkin pie. Hellman is like, you can't, you can't own two holidays. You can't be the pie of October and the pie of Thanksgiving. Um, it's, it, you gotta be the pie of a specific thing. Um, so pumpkin pie is a little bit too greedy in that sense. Uh, Vance, uh, thank you for the super chat. Says David, I go in David's like really serious here. I love you, but in all caps, you're wrong. Sweet potato pie over pumpkin pie all day. I know we went to bat for um, for pecan pie, but um, I, I am inclined to give the the edge to um, to sweet potato as well. Jess, it looked like you had some thoughts, although your food opinions really aren't that appreciated around here. Um, but still, do you like pumpkin pie? Do you not like pumpkin pie? Kevin um, offers a vote against pumpkin pie. Just um, you know what i i will give Halman points for liking pumpkin pie if that well, counts those points are insignificant because... i hand the points out but thank you oh well no because now we know who to trust the circle of trust is with those that like pumpkin pie and those that don't sorry you're not a part mm. of the circle of trust brandon uh rj talking to both of y'all so you don't like pumpkin pie i guess you just don't like the dallas cowboys i don't know what else to tell you Tony, you got left out of the anti-pumpkin pie club. I don't know how that happened because you were very vocal about it in the chat earlier this afternoon. I already told you I was being mean to him already today. Yeah. So I'm uh, tapped out. Can I dodge one one stray today? <laughs> Kev, uh, Kevin Kevin took away a point from you, Halman, um, but did note that the story was good. So, I mean, like, you did kind of support it um, with um, with the Dak Prescott angle of things. Um, Kevin took away five points from you, Jess, uh, for trying to give pumpkin pie points um and zach gave you five back for the circle of trust um okay um well you know the deck part of that was good uh halvin who's next i'm gonna go with danny so there's a lot of choices really for me as, as you as you all have read because um but I'm going to try to pick something that I don't think anybody else would pick so I'm going to go I'm going to say the offensive line is the is stuffing 
And I don't know how everyone feels about it. You know, it's it's okay. It's stuffing. I mean, You're not not a dressing person. Dressing, stuffing, whatever you call it. No, you, you got to pick one. I mean, it's because I, I typed something out for the video audience. They're seeing a word here. It's got to be one or the other. I'm, then I'm going to call it stuffing. Is that, is that all right, rules maker? Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, no, I mean, because to me, I'm, I'm calling the, the offensive line stuffing because, you know, I think it, it's not something that people like super look forward to, but it's important. It's an important part of the feast. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, anyway. who is not looking forward? This is the only time of year where we eat this thing. Why are I, you not looking forward to it? No, I am looking forward to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take it. Man, RJ with a no pumpkin pie loving, but oh, don't, don't cross stuffing. Um, but I just think that if I can ever get to my answer, uh, um, the offensive line, I mean, really, it, it that's a that could have also been talked about as being underrated, you know, because we're not, we're not really talking that they're doing a great job. And, you know, the, we're coming off a game where Prescott is just completely, I mean, nobody came close to that guy. The closest guy was the one Prescott rolled into a guy and somehow got out of that. But, but, um, the offensive lines have been fantastic. It doesn't, no one's complaining about Connor McGovern anymore. Uh, um, Terrence Steele and Zach Martin are just completely annihilating anybody off the right side. So to me, I just think that you, you need to have really good ingredients to make a good stuffing. Not everybody's stuffing is good. I'm sure you've had aunts or uncles that's like, uh, you do not, you know, you, you put on a, you, you'd say, ah, oh, it's, it's good, but you know, it's not. So to the Cowboys stuffing is the real deal. And it, I just think to me, it's a very important piece. And I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, to having some stuffing on Thursday. Rocky ride, but we got there, Dan. I mean, you know, well done. Um, you know, this was like old school map quest. Got to print out the directions days. We got there. All right. That's all that matters. We can check into the hotel. Uh, Dustin has a really sweet and wholesome and, and kind of precious answer in the chat. Uh, says the whole Thanksgiving feast reminds me of this Cowboys team. The depth, the richness, the excellence, and the aggressiveness that keeps me coming back for more. Um, very, very awesome. Uh, Danny, um, who is next um, for you in your infinite wisdom? Uh, see. Mm. Well, really, I think Tony should have gone first on this thing. So I'm going to go with Tony. <laughs> All right. So hang with me here. Right. So uh, I'm going to compare Micah Parsons to Turkey. Okay. And the reason why I say this, Micah Parsons is the star of the show. He's the reason you come. Right. And this isn't just RJ's Turkey where it's dry and, and, you know, and you got, it's hurt. <laughs> We're talking, we're talking and injected with flavor. We're talking deep fried, done well, perfectly cooked, juicy, moist turkey. You come to see Michael Parsons. He's the guy that the whole reason why you're here, you gather around when you watch Cowboys football, you want to know what Michael Parsons is doing. What is Michael Parsons bringing to the table? It's must see TV. And on Thanksgiving, the only day of the year that I actually eat turkey, you know, you come to see Michael Parsons, you come for the turkey. And that's why it's an easy pick for me. Tony, just to be clear here, your under-the-radar player from Sunday's win in Minnesota was the player who kicked field goals from the moon. And your, like, Thanksgiving super awesome answer is turkey. Just to be clear. Hey, what, what, do, you, what do you eat? Do you eat ham? <laughs> I love turkey. I'm just saying, like, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's add some of that flavor. Let's add some of that juice. Uh, but AJ thinks that this was a, a legitimate answer. It offered you five points as you redeemed yourself. And a night, what the hell, AJ? Um, and a nice parting shot at RJ. Um, Vance offers that Micah is fried turkey that only burns down the opposition's offense. 
Um, Ron the Don says it's a rough night for you, Tony. Um, that's okay. Not everybody, <laughs> not everybody can repeat as a champion. Mark says that uh, gives you five points. That part uh, that Parsons is the new star of the show. When it, this is Turkey the star of anybody's Thanksgiving, or is it just like kind of a thing? Halman, you're shaking your head, right? Like Turkey is not the star of the meal. It might be the center, but it's what not is the, it, the stuffing. <laughs> I don't even do turkey for my Thanksgiving. I smoke. Look a at brisket. that, Tony. Take your shots at Halman. I'm Jeez. not surprised. <laughs> I'm really not surprised. <laughs> Almond brisket, good call. I like that. Yeah, it's better than turkey. Can't beat it. Would you oh. enjoy that if we found out Leighton Vanderesh celebrated Thanksgiving the same way? <laughs> Absolutely, I would enjoy it more <laughs> that way. Um, wow, um, Tony, that was look. It was it was a layup. That's all we're saying. Like you know, we want to see some shots from downtown right now. That's that's all we're saying. They're they're two points just the same, you know. But we 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 paid tickets for some for a show. Uh, AJ gave five points to you, Halman, for a brisket. So um, you know, tide has turned. Um, Tony, who is next? Um, do you want to just go in like alphabetical order since we're kind of like mundane tonight with the process? Mm. You can't go broke <laughs> taking a profit, RJ. I'll just say that. So uh, um, who's next? Tony? Me, I, let's hear Jess. Did Jess already go? All right, go, go, Jess. Okay, so I'm going to go with my first answer, and I don't think it's going to be shocking to anybody because, uh, look, Helman and I are both pumpkin lovers here, so here's the thing. Brett Maher is like pumpkin pie. He is sweet. It is incredible, and uh, what he brings to the table is just absolutely amazing pumpkin pie, right? However, when he's going for those 60-yarders and you add the whipped cream, whipped cream being the 60 yarders it's even sweeter and it's even better even more uh enticing if you will so brett maher's the pie the whipped cream is his leg that can shoot basically a ball to the moon like you said rj so that is my little wrap up with pumpkin pie there and pumpkin pie is delicious just want to throw that out there tony ron the don cautioned me to hold my tongue so i'll actually ask for your thoughts on what jess had to say uh i mean we already. What? I have, I have, okay, I'm not being nice to you anymore. What the I have, hell? I have more respect for Brad Maher to compare him to pumpkin pie. So, <laughs> um, look, look, I could take some personal shots here, but you don't talk about Brad Maher, okay? You just don't. No, I'm talking about pumpkin pie. Diesel eighty <laughs> has uh, compared pumpkin pie to Daniel Jones, um, the quarterback who the Cowboys are up against this week. Diesel um, eighty, are you okay? That just, is my I, question. I just want to say, like, objectively, I understand that maybe. Some of how I've behaved tonight has not been completely objective. Um, but you took something that someone had already said okay. in pumpkin pie and, and, and something that was the subject of much consternation. And you're sitting here like, whoa, how are you guys not in 100% agreement with this? That's all Hold I'm saying. On. But you could flip it to apple pie and and vanilla ice cream if you wanted. So you can. Nah, that was, that wasn't, it's not what we wanted. It's what you wanted. This was, right. this was your question. No, mm-hmm. no. But I'm not like an apple pie first kind of person which is why we're with pumpkin pie because real knows real so how understands this um, and danny danny understands it too the rest of y'all i don't know what to say but i'm just complimenting brett maher i'm on the brett maher train and hey if he wants to continue to kick 60 yarders let the man again do it, we, right? we have no issue with the the brett maher thing oh, I know. um but you know, that point out that back when they first brought in brett maher None of y'all liked him, just like none of y'all like pumpkin pie. Ooh, you didn't like him either. <laughs> Nobody Ooh. liked him. That's <laughs> not, you know. I did. Um, I by did the way, record. Um, so Donnie, by the way, Jess, you, you tried to rebound with apple pie. Donnie is right. Apple pie does not belong at Thanksgiving. So now you're Any really. Apple pie belongs at Thanksgiving. What are you really talking reaching? about? 
Hold Kevin, on, no. Kevin has taken away five points for trying to sneak in a second pile. Like Tony took turkey, Whoa, but at least nobody had taken turkey. Tonight. Like, oh my gosh, tough crowd. You know um, what? I stick with my statement: pumpkin pie. AJ Bye. seems to be an apple pie enthusiast, um, but took away two and a half points. Interesting. That's I don't so know we've specific. Ever had. Like, what's the half for AJ? What the heck? Mm, I don't know. But Zach has given you five for defending the almighty Thank you, pumpkin Zach. pie. Thank uh, you, Danny. What were your thoughts on this discussion? It was fabulous. I loved it. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I do agree. Jess did not give the answer RJ wanted. So there, you know, but I think it was a nice touch with the, with the whipped cream. And uh, also too, you know, with the two sixty yarders, it's kind of like if for us real people who actually love pumpkin pie, can you actually just have one piece? No. So, you know, he has you going back for seconds. So I think, uh, you know, I, I like the analogy and, uh, but also, too, I think it's important for Thanksgiving. I don't know how everybody else is, but we kind of have to coordinate our pies because you do got we do got Christmas, and we don't want duplications. I'm actually a lemon meringue pie guy. I love lemon meringue, but we have to kind of balance it out. So, um, yeah, whatever you guys like, but I uh, no, I think uh, personally, I would I would have described Maher as butter because he's on a roll. But uh, I, nice. I still like the I still that is like a the, ten uh, point line, Danny. Oh, I, well saw, done. I saw that in the chat. You know you like that. Come on, Um, I see, Danny, your thing about, like, you know, spreading it out, that's why I don't like pumpkin pie, like, on principle. Like, it dominates the month of October. Like, you can't, you know, we can't just be eating this thing for, like, 45 straight days. It's too much at this point in time. So, like, let's get a pumpkin. It's dominant, like, Brett Maher's leg. There you go. I mean, again, like, we're past the the point where this is is a a salvageable thing. Brandon, Lori, please save us. this was this was bad. This was this was a, this was a dark turn. We're, we say, bring us this, home. Yeah, this is prepping me for Thanksgiving Thursday. So I appreciate all the banter. We're like we're like a big family right now. You know, we're just going back and forth with our takes. Um, mine. I hope we go around a second time. But uh, the one I want to start with is I'm going to paint a picture. Uh, it's going to be the kids' table. And I say this because my grandfather, the best thing that he loves about Thanksgiving is he loves to look around the room. He's a big legacy guy, right? You have the big kids' table, but you have to start somewhere. The rookies for this team have stepped up. Mm. Dak Prescott has labeled this rookie class as one of the best ones he's played with. You have guys like Tyler Smith dominating at left tackle. You have Damone Clark. You have freaking frack. He got Sam Williams. And yes, there's going to be a little bit of a mess. There's going to be a little bit of laundry on the field with the flags, things to clean up. Jalen Tolbert, you know, sometimes you have to put a, a kid in timeout occasionally on Thanksgiving. But you know what? It's the future. You have a lot of guys who are going to be replacing the people and become the big kids table and somewhat outlive the people who are currently here right now. You got freaking frack. Dalton Schultz might leave. So they're going to be the new big kids table come the future. So I have to, you know, give some love to the little kids that are going to become the big kids down the line. Holy crap, Brandon. I mean, I said the other answer was precious and wholesome. That was that was wonderful. That was was... a lot of there was a lot of shots being fired. I had to kind of bring it back to Thanksgiving a little bit. And, uh, you know, it was it was well done. That was heartwarming. Got a little bit grim with the like outliving Dalton Schultz part. You know what I mean? But uh, but, you know, other than that, I mean, that that might have taken this thing home. Do you think so, Tony? I mean, it was well thought out. It was definitely better than mine. <laughs> Tony, uh, you did not have the worst one. I'll just say that of the whole thing. Like I'm not that. here to point fingers. Um, I like but, to hear that. Uh, you, you did not have the worst answer. Um, Ron the Don um, offers you five points, Brandon. It says, great freaking analogy. 
Diesel says plus five for the kids table and no more pumpkin pie talk. Johnny boy says plus 10 for B2. I kind of like this, um, an abbreviation of Brandon two. uh, maybe Brandon Clemens. We go by B1. It doesn't have the same feel. You at least get to have your name without like an addition. Um, <laughs> AJ says plus five, Brandon, nice analogy and staying the hell away from pie. Wow. Um, that was very, very well done. Plus, uh, what I like, since we have some time remaining, you inspired us, Brandon, we're going to go around one more time, uh, maybe a little bit more quickly. Um, and we're going to go in reverse order. So that means you get to start. And I will say you and Brandon Clements, it is a tie right now. You and Brandon have the lead. So these last answers, some of you have a little bit of ground to make up. We're not here to point fingers, like I said. Uh, but Brandon, Laurie, you are up next. You cannot now. You cannot take anything because now it's now it's time to get real. You cannot say, thankfully, any pumpkin pie, turkey, the kids' table, mashed potatoes, specifically with gravy. I guess if you want to go gravy list mashed potatoes you can um danny what did you say i already forgot david Hellman offered it wasn't brisket um i uh no you had the actual pumpkin pie i'm sorry i got lost in all that uh dan was yours lemon meringue pie what you said i forgot already you've got me confused i don't know what anybody you, you right were stuffing. The he was stuffing he was and and the roll and the, the roll, roll is also <laughs> off the table no pun intended so brandon laurie you're up please take a start start the ride home yeah, this is a little uh, outfield as well. I'm going to go with a box of wine. And I say this because everybody has that one relative that shows up a little late, you know, brings the box of wine, wants to contribute to Thanksgiving. But I think the entire Cowboys team right now is the box of wine. Nobody wants to touch the box of wine. Nobody wants to play the Cowboys right now. Coming off of a dominant win with the defensive effort, you always have the people that are brave enough to try the wine from the box. And, you know, you have the Vikings saying, hey, listen, we're going to dominate with our offense. We're going to be brave enough to take the Cowboys on. No, it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth. That's the way that the Cowboys are playing right now. So I think that, you know, you look at the Giants team coming into Dallas. Yeah, they're going to try and see if it tastes good. But you know what? It's definitely going to leave a bad taste in the mouth. This man does not miss. Um, you're all up next. I really don't see the point. Uh, but Brandon Laurie, um, who is up next? I have to go with my doppelganger. Give me Brandon one. B1. Oh, man. You threw me on the spot, man. Uh, let's see. So I don't know how you guys feel about the uh, the green bean casserole. I'm not sure if you guys know anything about the green bean casserole, but my wife makes a, a killer green bean casserole. So shout out to her on that. And uh, my green bean casserole because you know maybe it's not everybody's favorite. I mean I don't know I don't I don't know how, how the rest of you feel about it, but it's uh, it's it's you know it's a staple at the uh, at the at the Clements Thanksgiving and it, it, it's a hit for half the people not not a hit with somebody uh, some some of the folks. So essentially with the green bean casserole, I will uh, now I'll, I'll put it I'll tie it together with uh, I guess I'm gonna go with the Cowboys rush defense. So the Cowboys rush defense as a whole, they actually they did okay this past week against the Vikings. They held Dalvin Cook to only like I think 71 yards on the ground, and uh, considering the last two weeks prior, 200, uh, 200 yard plus games. So it's you know it's kind of a hit or miss situation. So I, I, that's where I'm going with the rush defense and the Green Bean casserole because you know it's it's in the, at this you know at this time the Cowboys are hitting on all cylinders on the rush defense. Let's see if they continue to hit on all cylinders. Uh, on the rush defense, but I will say just to tie it all together, it doesn't hurt to have a great pass rush to put the uh, to put the um, the opposing offense behind the chains a little bit, so you can kind of pat you can kind of pin yours back and 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 force the offense to run a little bit less. I got to be honest, I'm not a green bean casserole person. 
um, Brandon, but you did kind of tie it to something that we don't like. Uh, that maybe I, I think run defense could have been the pumpkin pie. Like that was the go-to I think for all here, um, you know, this particular evening, but you know, this was a solid comparison as well. You went a little bit negative, but it was an apt comparison, which I think, um, is, is what, you know, the game ultimately is, uh, Dave Sturgeo has checked in from the chop sports media account. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Sturge. Uh, just so you know, apparently a lot of your colleagues are obsessed with, um, you know, poor desserts. Um, come Thanksgiving time, Brandon Clements, who is up next? Hmm. You know what? We got to go with, let's go with Jess. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I will say you're in last place, just so we're clear. Like, you know, Oh, I you know. <laughs> I know. So I'm about to go down swinging. I'm taking a little turn, RJ, because last night Brandon and I were talking about what we were going to say today. Me too, just to be clear. B2. Yeah, me too. Right. And we were talking about some of the foods that we have at our own Thanksgivings. And I had told him my uncle usually makes a turducken, uh, to which he was going to run with this whole analogy uh, and he did it. He decided to go for the kids' table, which was absolutely genius. So I'm going to take the turducken because I'm going to take a little switch here. Because think of the turducken like this. Mike McCarthy is your turkey. That holds Can you explain what it is it. just in case anybody doesn't yeah. know? So a turducken is a mix between a turkey, a chicken, and a duck. So it's essentially like a turkey stuffed with chicken and duck, right? So it just makes like this giant ball of meat. And um, then, of course, it has stuffing and it has everything else within that as well. So, all right. Mike McCarthy is your turkey of the turducken. And then you have the chicken, which is like the good old faithful who doesn't love chicken with Dan Quinn. You have Dan Quinn is your chicken because to me, the chicken is the best part. Dan Quinn has not let us down. But Mike McCarthy holds the whole thing together, right? And then you have your duck, which is an acquired taste for Kellen Moore. And I say that only this week. Because, again, like we talked about, he's not getting enough credit like he deserves this week. So an acquired taste, people still refuse to give him credit where credit is due. So your Dallas Cowboys coaching staff is a beautiful, well-put-together turducken. And there we go. So to be clear. Did I make redemption from um, my pumpkin pie fiasco? Because To be be clear, your first answer was something that somebody else had already chosen in a pumpkin pie. Your second answer is part of something that somebody else had chosen that's not turkey. true. No, ask it is Brandon. Literally true. Ask Brandon. Ask B2 right now. No, but again, you took pumpkin pie after Howman had taken pumpkin pie. You've taken a turducken, which is one third. Actually, it's more than a third, uh, you know, turkey. And Tony very, very loudly and proudly took turkey. Um, it's not, a turducken is not just a turkey, though. I, I, I recognize it's something all entirely of its own. I right. do have to agree. I will right. say the, the like coaching staff element of this um, was right. awesome. John Fossil seemingly not a part of um, this meal, um, but um, true. He can be the stuffing. He's the stuffing that's in it. He's the stuffing that's in it. Be Again, one, stuffing has already been chosen. Like we're looking for new things Arjay. here. I mean, <laughs> he's the bones. He's the bones. Oh. Wow, that would have oh, that would that would have won. That would Brandon. You earlier missed the starch line, so and you great. came in with the bones. That that would have been sick. Um, but it, you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, I know it's more of a Christmas thing. He uh, still said it. Yeah. Like, I still said it. Give me some points, RJ. No, well, yeah. no but it, again, like this is like a team thing. Like, no, also, it's an individual award. Christmas? Let Thanksgiving be its own thing. Thank you. Why are you bringing up Christmas? Um, I will give Brandon the five points for the bones line. I, I will give him those. Um, I, I give you permission for that. That was genius. I don't need the permission uh, to be clear. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Jess, who is up next? Um, let's see. I am going to go with Howman and see what Howman has to say. All right. So I am going to go with 
Mike McCarthy being baked mac and cheese. And the reason oh. I'm going with that, aside from just the fact, you know, you've got McCarthy being mac cheese, um, you oh also, I, I hear a lot of people sometimes when I say I have a baked mac and cheese at my Thanksgiving table, sometimes I get a little bit of pushback. People say, oh, that's not really a Thanksgiving food. That's not something you have. And I say, well, why wouldn't you? Baked mac and cheese is incredible. Just like there are some people that don't think Mike McCarthy's a good coach. Go some off, people King. don't think that he belongs here. Some people think even though he's got the Cowboys playing well, and even though they're rising at the occasion and obliterating the 8-1 and one Vikings, they still want something else. But guess what? Big Mac and cheese is great. It belongs at the table, just like Mike McCarthy belongs at the star. Mm, and you know what? Dairy, a big part of that. Mike McCarthy came from Wisconsin and cheese and all this stuff. There Holy you go. crap. Wow. It's a big circle like a cheese wheel. No one to stop. Y'all stop, please. Please. <laughs> no one to stop. We took it one step too far. We were all good up until that point. Diesel offers you five points, Hammond, for a kind of kind of fire analogy. Diesel, five points from you, Diesel Lady. That was an incredibly that there were embers up and up and, and we're walking on fire. We're like Pam in the office when she was afraid, but we're not afraid anymore. We've overcome our fears. Um Ron the Don says plus five. Hallman rarely misses enough said. Um, Donnie offers, uh, says, I see your big mac and cheese and raise you smoked mac and cheese. I don't think you're opposed to smoking it. Um, Halman, um, AJ, uh, has given you the crown. Um, so we'll see, um, how we have two people left, Tony and Danny Phantom. Who's going next because you are deciding who's going last. Well, I know, I know Tony's going to give us a banger, so I want him to go last. <laughs> so so for Danny, you're up for no reason other than you're not Tony. <laughs> So first off, I, I want to thank RJ for making Jess explain the turducken because I don't know how we would have been able to figure that out. Some based people on don't just know. The name alone. <laughs> so, but uh, so you know what? To me, I'm going to go with. Uh, so, you know, I told you earlier that I think you got to kind of arrange your desserts and your pies and stuff. And and we also have a lot of different desserts. You got your fruit salads and your banana puddings and your yams. You got all kinds of really sweet things. To me, the Cowboys pass rush is all the desserts. And because, you know, and even when you think you're you're all filled up on them, you know, they just you just got to keep having more. And they just keep coming after you. So to me, I'm ta I'm giving the Cowboys. Can you name all? The, I mean, look, at, look at we got Micah and, and oh, Tank. Wow. You said keep going. I mean, I, 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 it's going to take me an hour. And then you got Dorrance and then you got Dante Fowler. And guess what? Sam Williams is pretty good, too. And these are all the edge guys. So, I mean, it just never stops. And it's just like. All the desserts at the table, it's just it just never stops. So you know, and the Cowboys are giving us a nice helping of all of them, you know, every week. So I'm just, I mean, yeah, to me, the, the, that's the delicious treats of the Cowboys, um, this Cowboys team, and so that's my answer. I I'm gonna pick, think... I'm gonna pick Tony, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, the only thing, Danny, is um, this kind of cheating. Like I, I will take all the food. Like you know, I mean, just like all the desserts, you're you're effectively taking pumpkin pie um uh, under that premise absolutely I, I don't i don't care about the rules well but you're I, saying I this is this, 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 I, I i know i was i was all flustered um Minus but five for you. um you know, pumpkin oh, pie fine. lives rent free in rj's head at this point look here's the thing you can't include pumpkin pie as all of your desserts like you just did because pumpkin pie was compared to brett maher and what did you compare it to Hellman? i definitely remember i just wanted yeah. to say it Dak. To Dak. Okay, so so how are Dak and Maher part of the pass rushing prowess that you know um this is uh yeah. Um 
That's fine. <laughs> uh, Diesel has given uh, five points to you, Danny, for pushing back on Mr. Rules. I'm here to uphold the integrity of the Blog and the Boys Roundtable. All right, these rules were set in stone, literally chiseled into stone back when cavemen roamed the earth. Kevin offers you, Danny, five points for anarchy. Um, AJ says plus five if we never have to hear about pumpkin pie again. I'm you know, fan of AJ after that comment. Uh, by the way, Vance, thank you once again for the super chat. Says that Kellen is cranberries. Uh, when good, it enhances the rest of the foods uh, on offer. Uh, when bad, you're yelling, what's in your head? In your head. Um, I'm not a cranberry guy myself, um, personally. Um, straw, totally fine. Blue, also a good berry, but cran, not my thing. Um, Kevin has taken away five points for the pumpkin pie people just because he had to hear it again. Um, so that's tough. Uh, Tony, whatever you want, man. <laughs> so... One of the pleasures of going last is my, one of my picks actually got taken. So for the sake of show business, I'm going to switch it up and change that. And um, points for that, Tony, for at least not going with the turkey of answers here. But go ahead. Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to compare uh, Cooper Rush to Sweet Potatoes, right? Sweet Potatoes is on the table. He's on the team. It's there. You know, you, you hit a miss on it. Maybe you might, you might want it. You might not, whatever. But when it's good. And it's and it's got the brown sugar in it, and it's done well. You put it on there, you love it. You, you know, that's what Cooper Rush brought to us, right? When Dak Prescott got hurt week one, we thought the season was going down the drains. We wouldn't think that we were talking about a competitive football team come Thanksgiving time. He comes out, goes four and one, plays well, you know. And that's and now you're sitting here, going, oh man, my aunt made a good batch of sweet potatoes. I'm gonna get a second helping of that. You you probably weren't thinking about it. He wasn't even supposed to win the job. He was. We're all. I think most of us here were picking Will Greer to win the job. But you know what? I'm gonna take a second helping that sweet potato. I'm gonna thank Cooper Rush for doing his job. Um, you mentioned brown sugar. Do you put marshmallows on yours? Absolutely. Um, you, know, you left them off of the like razzle dazzle part of that. Hey, so. you know what? <laughs> Shout out to Tony because sweet potatoes, they're orange. Cooper Rush, last time I checked, he got orange hair. So, you know, yeah. hey, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Good job, Tony. Tony, those could have been your points if you had, you know, yeah. brought that up yourself. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, uh, Sturge says that he is thankful for Cooper Rush 100%. Um, Sturge also says that Turpin is biscuits because you love them. You want them to taste so good, like us wanting um, this family show, Sturge, uh, a punt or a kickoff return. Um, also, does anybody call them biscuits at Thanksgiving? I feel like they are really like generally rolls. Like nobody says, like, give me a, a couple of biscuits at Thanksgiving. Right? If they're biscuits, they're biscuits, but I mean, it depends rolls. on what they are. Yeah, Different things. See, Danny, like, you know. Could have had one moment where we we're all simpatico. Then stop but, asking me questions. I asked <laughs> rhetorically, actually. Um, okay, we have a tie, all right, but we're not here to tie, all right. Like, you know, sometimes there's a tie and we're cool with it. This time, we're just not going to be cool with it. So, we have a three way tie between B1, Brandon Clements, B2, Brandon Laurie, and amazingly, Danny Phantom. Those are our three people, all right. So Jess, you have to come up with a question for each of them to answer very quickly. And then Tony and Halman, you have to decide who answered that question the most effectively and who wins. Does everybody understand their roles? Not the dinner roles, the roles within here, R-O-L-E. Um, okay, Jess, what is the question? Can't be too long-winded of a thing, uh, but something that they have an opportunity to impress all of us with. Um, okay. Who do you think going forward is going to impress you the most within the Cowboys roster that has yet to impress you and why? I have one question for you. Can they copy one another? Do they have to offer different answers? Different answers. Okay, then you choose the order they're going. Uh, my co-host, Brandon, please take hey, the floor. Yeah, I was 
There's a couple things. I mean, I want to start with B2, meaning that the Cowboys are going to need a lot of B2 shots with what they're dealing right now with the, the illness <laughs> going around. But uh, no, I'm going to say Damone Clark, uh, only because if we see that Anthony Barr continues to have a little bit of the injury bug, um, he's going to play a bigger role, especially with Micah Parsons. I think he only played one snap at linebacker, and you saw how much better he was playing at the sort of pass rusher role. So I think that you're going to see Damone Clark take a step forward. And I thought he looked pretty good with Leighton Vander Esch. And he was able, again, he brings speed to the position. And I think that there were a few plays you saw that he sprinting to the outside, defending the, the outside runs. And I think that that will only help his develop and moving forward. Who's next, Jess? B1 or Danny? Oh, man. Danny, who you got? You know, I'm actually I'm going to go with Zeke. I think that um, I, you know he he's in a contract year, even though he's not. And I really think that as you're going to see Elliot really kind of push through because Pollard is all the craze right now. And I think you're going to see a lot of fight. And I think that's going to come in real handy down the street. You, we need running backs like Ezekiel Elliott. So I really think we we might see a little bit of some some good stuff from from Zeke. And um, you know we're we're going to feast on Thursday, but I think uh, we'll be. I think they'll be feeding Zeke, you know, this from this point on. You had the chance, Danny. I mean, I'm not here to grade this answer. Just, you know, offer commentary. Brandon Clements, it's up to you. I'm going to go with Deron Bland. I mean, who else is going to play the nickel uh, the nickel spot for the Cowboys these days? Obviously, with Jordan Lewis being uh, out for the season, unfortunately. But I will say, get well soon to Jordan Lewis. And he did make an interception on that last uh, play of his season. So kudos to him on that. But Deron Bland, I feel like, yes, he's going to have a few bumps in the road uh, because he is a rookie. He was also a late, later round draft pick, I believe, in the fifth round. So he's a later round draft pick. So he's going to have a few bumps along the way, and he has. But he shows a lot of skill, and he, he's one of those guys uh, to that big kid's uh, table, to the adult table uh, Brandon uh, B2 was talking about earlier. I could see Deron Bland. Unfortunately, I, I don't like to say that people uh, players lose their positions, uh, their jobs because of injury. But if Deron Bland continues to play well, I would not be surprised down the line that a, uh, that a Jordan Lewis can be replaced with a Deron Bland, considering, you know, seeing how he plays the rest of the season out and going forward. Tony, Halman, it is up to the two of you. You must reach a consensus on who wins this. If you don't, the world will end. Um, so uh, no pressure. Um, Tony, you go first. Set the stage for who should win. Actually, we're going we're gonna to have a winner, but I want you to rank them. We're going to have a gold medal, a silver medal, and a bronze medal. Mm. All right. So for me, Danny gets my gold medal. I'm a Zeke truth there. I think, uh, you know, the way he explained, I think that his role, the way Zeke has been used, um, I totally agree. Um, the the silver medal is going to B2. Uh, excuse me, B2. You're right. I had to get it right there. And then B1 gets my bronze medal. Um, okay. Um, let's see here. Um, Hammond, what are your thoughts? Wait, so how is this working with now that we're doing medals, we have to agree We're going to figure our... that out. Don't worry. Let's okay. hear your medal answers. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you threw a change up. Um, okay, my, my gold medal is going to be one because um, I think Deron Bland is, you know, like he said, he's had those struggles. He had a really rough game against the Packers. He did better against Minnesota, and I think you're going to start to see him get more comfortable and really start impressing people. My silver medal is going to go to B2, um, and I love the the – B2 shot pun, um, really timely. And for for the bronze, it goes to Danny, mostly mostly because I like the the reasoning behind picking Zeke, but also part of the question was somebody that hasn't impressed you yet. And I know Zeke's been out a couple of weeks, but I feel like, you know, when he was still playing, he was playing, you know, kind of better than he has in recent years. 
I feel like he's he's been impressive when he's played. I, I don't think that he necessarily, you know, deserved that stray that he caught. Mm, Danny's Phantom was the pumpkin pie of offerings here tonight. Okay, B2. Um, I love how this nickname has just sort of evolved naturally. Um, you're the person at the Olympics. Like, I didn't come here for two silvers. I came here for one gold. But that's okay. You know what? You'll be back next time better than ever in 2024. Those are your Olympic Games. Uh, but as the person who won the two silver medals, you are now going to decide who gets your gold medal vote. Who wins this roundtable? Danny got a gold. B1, I don't know if it's, are we going with B1? Are we just sticking with Brandon? Like, I'm still kind of like in and out about this, but like, who's getting the gold medal, the number one? Who's going home with the title tonight? Uh, I got to give it um, to Danny on this one. I Ooh. think that, listen, you have, you have a lot of people where you have uh, a lot of back and forth at the Thanksgiving table. And I think that having multiple opinions, somebody, you know, different voices, something that like goes against the grain, I always appreciate the against the grain people. So, Danny, great job. Uh, AJ wanted you to win the round table, um, B2, um, just so we're clear. Hey, all I have to say is I'm the middle triplet of the family. So I've always been in the middle, you know, all the time. So I'm always number two. So that's, I, that's okay. I can live there. You are a proverbial Jane Brady. Uh, Sturch, um, wanted Danny to win because he said Zeke and Sturch is like a moth to the Zeke flame. Uh, Kevin said yes to Tony. I think that was to your nomination of, uh, Danny is the gold medal recipient. Um, Chop, uh, I'm sorry, Sturge, well, Chop Sports uh, said that you got a gold and a you suck, Danny. Uh, Johnny Boy wanted to give the gold medal to you, Brandon, uh, B2. Silver for Danny Phantom. Bronze for you, uh, Brandon Clements. Uh, Diesel gave you, uh, you know, props for the question, Jess. Uh, AJ gave B2 the gold medal, B1 the silver medal, and Danny the bronze. Danny, a little bit of like, you know, this kind of one of those years where people are like, well, you know, Tom Brady missed the whole season. So, like, does the Super Bowl really count? Like, do you feel that way having won tonight's roundtable? I don't know how to feel, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I, I, it's nice that I'm kind of like the disagreeable relative, you know, that just kind of being obnoxious to everybody. And uh, so, I, you know, that kind of warms my heart. And, uh, you know, thank you, uh, B2. I, I think the kids' table answer was outstanding. So, um, you know, he would have been my pick, too. So happy to see that. But I just want to well, say Well, you could give it, it away. You, I mean, if you want. Let's not get ridiculous here. Okay? <laughs> um <laughs> But I want to say it is nice to just be with all of y'all, you know, and be able to share this moment, you know, in this time of the year and just, uh, you know, so I just, it's just great. And uh, I just want to say a special thanks to all, to all you guys, e even you, RJ. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Brandon, uh, B1, do you feel robbed? I do. I mean, Deron Bland, that was, that was the easy answer. Come on. Zeke's a, Zeke's a known commodity, but it's all good. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. It's always fun to be a part of these these round tables are a great group. Uh, it's always good to see these familiar faces, and I'm looking forward to doing it again soon. Halman, do you feel upset that your bronze medal vote um, ended up winning? Do you feel like the whole integrity of the round table was compromised? No, I think I think all three of them gave great answers, and you know, I I, I somebody had to be the bronze medal for me, but I think they mm. were all worthy. Tony, um, are you a fan of the democratic way that all this was handled? Yeah, I think it's always fair here, except for handled, you know, except for the stuff that I get handled and dealt with. <laughs> Tony, I had your back tonight. I mean, I, I did. You did. You know? huh? We had the turkey mishap, and that's cool, you know what I mean? But we moved past yeah. it. Um, Jess, wasn't your night. Um, very clearly, just, you know, coming out for warm-ups just wasn't, it was off game, right, from the beginning. You know what I will say is I'm somehow going to get past that with a big old piece of pumpkin pie on mm. Thursday, but it's all right. No, much love for all of you guys favorite favorite group to uh round table with and i'm just very thankful to be part of the b2b family 
B2, um, not BTB, but B2, um, you are the people's champion. Ron the Don said, agreed, congrats, the Dan. B2 got snubbed, though. So, uh, Brandon, because you got so many votes from the crowd, we normally let the roundtable winner do this, but you will get to do it tonight. You get to pick one person here who is not me, for obvious reasons, uh, to make a random noise as we leave. That noise can be anything you want, uh, something a little bit unconventional, please. Like, you know, I, you know we, we don't want, like, oh, make a noise like a chicken or whatever, something like that. So, you know, something something innovative, something that's a bit of a challenge. Um, so who is going to make that noise? Noise. What is that noise going to be, and why have you selected that person and that noise? Uh, I have to go with uh, B one only because oh. man, I, I didn't I didn't pick him I didn't pick him to be the winner. I have to pick him for something, right? So B one oh. is yours, man. Well, what is what is the noise going to be? Uh, let's do a turkey noise, right? In the spirit of Thanksgiving, let's nice. do a big gobble. What do you got? Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.